0: Welcome back to For Our Faith podcast. This is the third part to the series titled, What is Legalism? In the first two series, we took a look at a number of scriptures that clearly paint a picture of what legalism is, and we drew a number of comp- comparisons to the church today. Today, We will continue to consider what legalism is, and also, again, to make some practical application. To begin, let's look at Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9, where it says, "...then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition?" For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but... Their heart is far from me, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. The Pharisees made the word of God of none effect by their tradition. And another biblical description of legalism is that it tends to make doctrines or rules or traditions that actually go beyond the scope of what Scripture says. However good intention this may be, it it ultimately hinders the gospel and actually keeps people from entering the kingdom of heaven. Here again, we see the mentality of Satan surfacing when he said, Did God really say that? Today, many churches, they're changing the word of God to say something it doesn't say, and thereby, they're making it of none effect. And we see this happen when churches allow uh, remarriage or when Christians support war efforts or when churches make teachings of modesty, or the head covering, or greeting with a kiss, just an unnecessary cultural issue. This is teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men, and it makes the Word of God of no effect. In Matthew 23, this is perhaps the most revealing chapter in the whole New Testament regarding what is legalism. There are so many applications if one would take the time and meditate upon this chapter We'll briefly just cover a number of points from this Matthew chapter 23. In verse 3, we learn that legalists or Pharisees are people who say and do not. In verse 4, we read that they add extra biblical rules and expectations. In the same verse, we also realize that they don't keep their own extra rules or expectations. In verse 5, what they do, they do to be seen of men. They also overemphasize external things like sizes or styles of clothing. We read in verses 6 and 7 that they like attention, they like authority, they like honor, they like prestige, they like to be in the center of attention. And instead of drawing men into the kingdom of God, they actually keep people from the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says in verses 13, 14, 15, verse 23, 25, 27, 28, and 29, he calls them hypocrites. In verse 14, we read that they devour widows' houses but make long prayer. Certainly, that is hypocritical. In verse 15, We read that they are missionaries or evangelists whose, their fruit or their converts, are children of hell. Jesus calls them blind in verses 16, 17, 19, 24, and 26. He also calls them fools in verses 17 and 19. In verses 16 through 22, we realize that they have a very poor value system and lack of true spiritual worth. Verses 23 through 24, we read that they strain at little things and swallow big things. So they make little things a really big issue, and they overemphasize it. Again, it's part of a a broken value system, while they at the same time then allow for big things. They just don't even pay any attention to that. Big, serious, sinful things they just overlook. In verses 25 through 28, we read that they appear to be righteous, they appear to be clean, They appear to be alive, but inwardly they are full of sin and dead men's bones. Verses 29 through 35, we read that they they praise the persecuted prophets of old while they themselves persecute the prophets of today. As we study what legalism is, we begin to see more than just a definition. We begin to see a way of life that has actions And reactions, it has attitudes and tendencies, has thought patterns and belief systems. And from this life, from this way of life, we begin to see actually the emergence of a false demonstration of religion or Christianity. In Matthew 16, verse 6, Jesus warned his disciples take heed and beware of the loving of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And he went on to explain that this leaven was the doctrine of the Pharisees in verse 12. So, going back to part one of this series, by introducing the word legalism into a conversation involving practical application and obedience, we realize that this can be a tactic from the devil. If the devil can get people to think that obedience is legalism, then he's won a huge victory. Obedience is not legalism. Obedience actually expresses our love to the Lord. And by not understanding legalism, this leaves us in a place of confusion and vulnerability when the accusation is brought up against us. However, when we understand what legalism and Phariseeism is, then we can rightly discern if their accusation is actually true or if it's false, or if it's even relevant to the conversation that we're having. We hope and pray that this series has shed a little light on what actual true legalism is, what Pharisaism is. We hope that it's been revealing of who maybe the real Pharisees are today in our day and time. And we hope that it's stirred further questions as our audiences listened to it, and as we say oftentimes uh, at the close of our podcast, if you have any questions, uh, if this has stirred any thoughts, we hope that you feel free to use our contact form on our website to submit those questions. Uh, we welcome them, and we appreciate you as our audience. And we again, we hope and pray that this can be a blessing to you.